Welcome to a Resurrection Sunday. You're listening to Right On Radio, an impromptu Sunday morning show. Yes, it is Resurrection Sunday, and the tagline of the show is changed for today. It is live a resurrected life in the real world. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining on such short notice. I was not going to do a show. I had planned on not doing a show. Uh, weeks ago, in fact, Jesse had requested this weekend off, and I was planning on taking the day off. Even as far as last night, I was committed to not doing a show. I woke up very early this morning, and I was still committed to not doing a show. <laughs> and the Lord just put this on my heart to do this today because it doesn't matter what the enemy does in this month it doesn't matter if the calendars are have changed we can celebrate the resurrection of our lord any particular day and i must say if you were on the prayer last night the singapore prayer celebration first of all if you were not on it why not because every time that i'm on these things I leave with such a refreshment and such a joy. And last night, as even uh, Beulah, watching wall, shared, something really broke in the spirit last night. And there was just an amazing joy amongst all of us. There was a birth of something new last night. Which, <laughs> oh, Sela's on. I can say it. Sela, I announced something last night. <laughs> the Right On Radio Army Choir. <laughs> Anyways, listen, and uh, and I was just so inspired. Uh, Angelina's prayer, man, she was on fire last night. Thank you for being there and for those powerful powerful prayers i could just i had to send a direct message i could i could actually visualize angelina and the anointing pouring from her forehead last night it was just incredible so today we're going to celebrate why god died on the cross and was resurrected and you know why it was for you absolutely so i'm going to start off with a real quick scripture and uh, this is just very brief but it is so powerful it is absolutely one of the pinnacle scriptures in the gospel and it comes from the book of john chapter 6 verse 40 and it simply states this by his power god raised the lord from the dead and he will raise us also now the question is is he just gonna raise us after you die from this earth suit or did you experience death and resurrection already and that's right we're looking for your testimony today and we're going to be doing some call-ins because we're going to celebrate your death and resurrection and give glory to the lord today so i'm gonna have the calling lines open i'll take a few callers today for sure it's not going to be an overly long show uh but okay we have tm mountain lady coming in the house 
And I'm just going to ask until you're asked, uh, if you, if I bring you in, just to keep your microphone muted until you, you talk, that will keep the noise down. And uh, now I did promise a TM Mountain Lady that someone would get a chance to go first. So Alana, I know you have to run. So call in now, Alana, and then we'll go up to TM Mountain Lady and then to Eric, who was about to call in. And uh, I'm going to give Alana hey. just a couple minutes here or a minute or so. Jeff, I am Alana. Oh my goodness! I, you know what? I didn't recognize a TN Mountain. I didn't put it together. Alana, welcome back to Right On Radio. Hello, hello. Can you hear me well? I can hear you fantastic. Alana, tell us about your death okay. and resurrection. <laughs> well, not to be all morbid about it, but um, you know. You know, we're all living in it at some point in our lives, and, you know, maybe someone out there has living a, lived a better life than me, and, you know, kudos to them. But I know I the window in my life where I just took off with the devil in hand because of past traumas, past hurts, things that as a kid I wasn't taught to deal with. Um, you know, spiritual warfare, we've talked about it many times, um, hasn't really been ingrained in us as kids through the church. And so we've lacked the ability to recognize certain things when they come in our life and have the strength and the power and the knowledge and everything, you know, that the Holy Spirit gives us to fight it and stand firm. So I lacked all that, grabbed the devil's hand and took off. Well, Fast forward to, um, well, and I'll even start to say that that was at a very young age that the devil just started to mess with me, very young. Um, So fast forward to my late 20s, um, I had, like I said, just been living a double life, living a bad life, crazy party girl, seeking attention in all the wrong places, and... um, got pregnant by someone I actually grew up in church with and thought, well, okay, this is the guy I'm going to marry. Things are going to be okay. You know, well, I get stabbed in the back by him and friends. And so all this betrayal just floods into my life. I'm alone. My, my entire life's been flipped upside down. I've got to now live this completely selfless life for something else that's now growing inside of me. And, You know, so I went to the only place that I knew I could get help, and that was at the feet of Jesus. Um, You know, I um, went back to my church that I grew up in, and I just, you know, every every time I could step foot in there, I didn't want to leave because it felt so safe, because the moment I stepped foot outside of that safe place in those moments it just felt like the world and evil was just attacking me on all sides like I I just felt betrayed by so many good people I was alone and it definitely created a lot of bitterness in me because still at this moment in my life I'm not able to recognize the spiritual warfare like I should fight it off like I should understand forgiveness none of that stuff I had none of it weak baby Christian all over again And, um, so fast forward, 
Um, in my pregnancy, I had a horrible moment um, where my child was laying on my ureter, and which is basically causing me to have a kidney infection. And so I was sick. I was miserable. I couldn't function in daily life. Again, just alone. And so uh, finally, the doctors were just like, sorry, we can't do anything for you. And so all I had left was God again. <laughs> so I cried out, cried out in my bed, just laying there like, God, I'm alone. You're all I have. I need your healing. I need your help. Um, and sure enough, he knocked me out within moments. And I didn't wake up till morning. And my child had been moved I didn't feel any more pain. I had no more sickness. Mind you, I had been sick for like three to four weeks, so it was miserable. I was over it. I couldn't do five more months of life like this. So he heard my cry. I realized that, wow, I'm really, I'm really not alone. I'm really not alone. And so in those moments of healing and just feeling his touch and knowing that my child has been physically moved in my womb by God's hand. I, I mean, I was just blown away. I did a dance that day. I mean, it, it brought joy to my life and my, it secured my faith beyond belief. And so, um, you know, God's in the business of restoration. And I think that, I mean, that's what a resurrection is. It's restoration of your body. And while we're still human and we haven't gotten that eternal um, resurrection of, you know, perfection or, or whatever it is that's waiting for us on that other side that uh, is, you know, better than this. Um, I, uh, um, sorry, lost my train of thought, but, um, but no, so I just secured faith and um, continuing on. Uh, like I said, God's in the business of restoration and, and, and and restoring things and he brought the father of my child back into my life we you know got married uh, we've continually been working on things which is what this whole process is once you are resurrected with Christ because again we aren't perfect and we're still dying to ourselves daily and being resurrected humbly with you know to him to his feet and and just finding our spirits and our souls in just a state of um you know, I, I'm not worthy, help me every day kind of thing. And that just brings more strength and more joy and more security in our life um, as we just continue to face these trials, because it's not going to get easier. It's it's just not. And, um, and we need that security in our faith. And um, so yeah, that, that in the short of it, I could say so much more, I think, but, but I do have to go and, and be with family at church. But that's, that's my story. But before, Am I still you know, on? Alana, okay. yeah. hey. I have a couple things to say to you. First of all, yes, sir. I just think I just love your testimony, and you know, as I'm listening to it, I can't help but think about that baby moving in your womb. And if you think about, I, I have a picture of God as being somewhat of a womb because he is the creator and that's the creation miracle in the womb. And I just think that the way he touched you was such an incredible way. Uh, and I thank him for you. Uh, the second thing, uh, an observation, if I, if I may, is when you say I'm not perfect, well, speak for yourself, girl. I never, <laughs> you know why? I prove it every day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, just totally a wonderful, wonderful testimony. 
And I'm just going to pray for you real quick. Father God, I thank you for Alana. I thank you for the miracle that you've done in her life. I thank you for raising her up in your resurrection into new life, Lord. I thank you for the ones that come to you, Father, and your kingdom be expanded through the testimony of your servant, Alana. I bless her marriage. I bless her child, Father, in your name and in your power. I ask for your divine, supernatural just finger of God on them this day that they will know your true power and they'll feel it from the inside out, that it is nothing coming in, nothing through emotion, nothing coming through worship, only the power of God and the Holy Spirit within them, Lord. Let it shine through her today, I pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jeff. Um, have a wonderful Sunday. Yourself as well. Thank you, Alana. Thank you so much. And now, I know everybody is waiting with bated breath because we've all got to know him through the Saturday night sermons. He is a gifted Bible teacher. He is part of the Right On Radio flock. And because we've got to know him, we cannot wait to hear about his death. <laughs> Good morning, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Happy Resurrection Day, everyone. <clears throat> and thank you for muting me. I couldn't find a mute button there at first. So, um, I, wow. Like Alana says, there's there's so many testimonies that one can give um, because God works in your life your whole life, and and it's in layers and. You know, we grow from faith to faith to faith to faith, you know, and so I don't want to share the whole thing, but I'm just trusting God to have me share uh, what's important for who's on right now. So um, I will say this. I gave my life. I asked Jesus into my heart at a very young age. I grew up in a church and I was about four years old. And my brother told me that he asked Jesus into his heart. And I said, what does that mean? And he told me, and I said, well, I want that. So he led me in a prayer, and I asked Jesus in my heart right then. And, But it's not a, and then life was good from there on out. Um, I, like Alana, I had walked away. Um, parents split up, and uh, life was uh, not good, and we weren't going to church anymore, and I was kind of mad at God and all that. And, uh, but even, even, even when I was not, even when I had wandered off, he was still faithful, uh, always faithful. There, those seeds were planted, um, <clears throat> remained. And, um, we, when I was about 12 years old, we lived in Colorado and me and my friend were hiking one day and we were up above the cliffs and above the cliffs was a slope of shale rock, which is really slippery. And if you start sliding, it, you, you don't stop sliding. And we were up on this ridge, and we there's a big bush in the way, and we went down around the bush where the shell was, and there was about a 20-foot slide, and then there would have been a 100-foot drop. And I started sliding, and I looked down, and there was a root sticking out of the ground. And I said, oh, okay, I'll just grab the root. And I missed the root. And my friend Andy, who was above me watching, and it wasn't sliding fast, you know, the shale cracks and you kind of slowly sliding. 
I cried out. I said, Jesus, help me. And then instantly I stopped sliding. And Andy wasn't a believer. He didn't grow up in church. His mom wasn't a Christian. He wasn't a Christian. But he saw me stop. And so he slid down, grabbed the root. And then I climbed up his leg and then I helped him up and we, and we ran home. But, you know, there's just times like that where even though at that time in my life I wasn't really walking with God, he watched out for me. And, and I believe that that my friend Andy seeing that made an impact in his life because he saw me cry out and God intervened. And then my senior year in high school, I went to uh, a teen convention in California, Long Beach. Um, and I went with a friend who only, he wouldn't go unless I went. And um, I was going because he was going. And I ended up on stage uh, during one of the worship sets. They did this little thing, and they and it was a challenge. And I ended up, I was in the front row, and the guy who was leading worship did this little thing, and he's like, "Anybody? Does anybody do that and able to keep up?" And the fate, you know, the the pace got really quick. And I raised my hands. He's like, "Come on up here!" And I'm like, "Oh crap!" So I I got up on stage and I had to make up this choreography to a song called "Fly Like an Eagle." And um, and everybody in the place saw me up on stage. So for the rest of the convention, people, "Hey, the Fly Like an Eagle guy!" I was like, "Yeah, you know." And um, and then the last night they did an altar call and and they were asking people to ask Jesus in their heart or recommit their lives to him. And I really felt the Lord just the Holy Spirit was just pressing on me. Go. And I, my heart was pounding. And I was like, OK, so my friend was sitting next to me. I knew he'd be the last person to go up. And I don't know who was on the right hand of me. And I said, OK, God, if you want me to go. Have someone sitting right next to me get up right now. And right at that moment, the guy to my right got up and walked forward. I was like, okay, got to do this. One, two, three. Stood up, and I experienced for the first time in my life the presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, I just, it felt light and loving and peaceful. I, It felt like I floated, not walked up to the front. Um, and... Um, that was my senior year in high school, Christmas vacation. Um, and then my relationship with the Lord got really good. And then by four years later, I was being stupid again. Um, and I had to um, go through um, a, a process of, you know, I wandered away from God. And, and sometimes it takes back to, some takes time to get back um, because sometimes you have to really be repentant and walk through the season um and and then um you know that that's happened over and over again there's seasons where i'm walking really close with the lord and then i get stupid and i walk away and then there's a season of coming back and um but each time it it, it the walk is deeper and each time the relationship is stronger and each time the the next walk away isn't as stupid or doesn't take as long because and, you know and and it's been a while since I've have walked walked away um and and but he's always been faithful even when I've been in a wandering mode he has always been faithful even though you know I'm being stupid he 
he never stops being faithful. And just about about a year ago, he showed me something, and I was just like shocked because sometimes he gives you hindsight, and you can see his hand moving in ways you didn't see before. And I was having some time with him in the morning, and he said. You know why I brought you up on stage, right? I'm like, back when I was a senior in high school, like, yeah. And what he showed me was this. Um, I, I was in the middle of my senior year, and God made sure that I was the one sitting in the front row and that I kept up with the challenge so that I could get up on stage so that I could be the fly like an eagle guy for a reason, and I never, I never saw it. So I was going with a church that I didn't wasn't in the area I lived in. My friend lived about an hour away. And um, my friend's brother lived in the same town as me, and he invited me to come to a church when he found out that I recommitted my life. And so I go to this church, and I meet the, the, the youth pastor, and, and my, my friend's brother Mark introduces me to Dennis, and he says, this is Eric. And he's like, Dennis, like, you look familiar. Uh, he's like, have we ever met? I'm like, I don't think so. I've never been here. He's like, and he kept saying, I, I, you look really familiar. I think I've seen you from somewhere. And, and I, and I, and Mark said, well, Eric was at the teen convention and Dennis looks, he's like, oh, were you at the teen convention? And all I did was raise up my arms and flapped him like an eagle. He's like, oh, you're the fly like an eagle guy. And so, he brought me that Friday night to the leadership meeting with the, the parents and the leadership within the youth group. And he introduced me. He says, Eric, he's like, he's, he's new here. I know, you know, don't let people in the leadership when they're a first time visitor, but I thought you guys might want to meet him. Eric, could you please stand up and introduce yourself in a way that they'll know who you are? So I just stood up and I flapped my wings and they're like, you're the fly like an eagle guy. So it brought me into the inner circle right away. Um, and, and oh, also while I was at the teen convention, I filled out a card to Azusa Pacific University. My whole life I wanted to go to University of Southern California because my family started it. And they didn't even accept me. And I was heartbroken. Um, well, they accepted me finally way late. Um, but God was wise. Had I gone to a party school, that probably would have been a bad idea. And I filled, and in January I got an ex, uh, application from APU mailed to me. I filled it out and two weeks later I had my acceptance letter. So had I not gone on stage, I might have gone to that church, but I would have just been a guy. And in six months, there's no way I could have risen to a level of esteem within a group. It wouldn't have happened. Um, I don't know if I would have gone to college, but me being at that event, God brought me into a church family that I became um, in leadership. I played Jesus in a rock opera. I was salty the singing songbook. I did an internship there in a junior high ministry while I was going to APU. And at APU, God poured into my life. And none of that would have happened. My life would have been who knows what had, I, had he not made sure I made it up on that stage. So um, we don't always get the, the joy of seeing those things. But 
um, one day we'll get to see all the ways that God moved in our lives and it will just be a moment of awe and adoration to him because he's done that. And that's just one thing he showed me. And I'm sure in your life, too, that there are probably things like that that we aren't even aware of where he was maneuvering and being faithful, even though we didn't see it. And one day we'll get to know all the love that he did show us. Wow, Eric, what a powerful testimony. And first, when I uh, asked you guys to share some testimonies, you didn't expect my commentary because I didn't know I was going to do it. But I have to say a couple of things on your testimony, Eric. First of all, you sliding down those rocks, calling out to Jesus and the hand of God literally coming out and stopping you. Uh, what a powerful image of the power of God. And, you know, when we're talking about the power of the resurrection, we're talking about the power of God. And so that is a great illustration. But Eric, I must demand this on behalf of the entire listening audience because everyone is thinking of it. Eric, we demand a video of your reenactment with the choreography of Fly Like an Eagle to be posted on the okay. Telegram channel. I, I, will, I will do that. I will do that. Uh, it's such an important thing. And, you know, and, and obviously there's some silliness in, in the request, and, and I'm sure you yeah. in the video. But God has a sense of humor. And, you know, uh, I just know he's going to get joy of you posting that. And, and by the way, so will I. <laughs> and, uh, and Gladly. Audience, thank you, Eric. And by the way, Eric is up for next Saturday's uh, Saturday night sermon. So looking forward, do you know what word you're going to bring? Do you want to give us a quick uh synopsis of what the Lord's put you on your heart or are you just going to hold us in suspense? I'll, 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 I'll throw a little teaser out there. It's going to be a deep dive into the fruits and the gifts of the Spirit. Wow, that is a hot topic today. Absolutely. Thank you, Eric. God bless you. And just before you go, if I may pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Eric. I thank you for bringing Eric into our circles and into our midst. He has shown us so much fruit, Father God, and and really, really been tending the garden even in the Right On Radio community. Father God, I just thank you that you've resurrected him, Father God, that you've poured into his life, that you've poured your word into his life, and that he is a willing and able servant of your Lord. I pray particularly right now for his son. I pray for his wife. I pray for the entire situation, Lord, and I thank you for the miracles that you've already done there. And Lord, I just pray for just the complete, the completion and the restoration, uh, you know, the, the new beginnings, Father God, uh, and it's only by your power. Let it be uh, definitive by your power and have your fingerprints all over it. I pray for that continued witness as you have a willing servant who will share your glory to the world in even our own personal situations. May you touch Eric and his family today, each one of them, even Father God. Just put a warmness in their heart that only the Holy Spirit could bring, that no worldly pleasure could even match. I pray this in his family for this day. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can I add one quick thing? Of course you can. Okay. Something that I've done many times in my life, um, and, and some of you might be able to relate. So, so I'm going to say try not to do this. Um, don't knock a hole in a wall and then say, look, God opened the door for me. I've done that many times where I wanted something. I didn't seek him. I didn't wait on him. I just made it happen, smashed through the wall, said, hey, look, God opened the door. And it now that sometimes that isn't God. And um, and so I would I've done that so many times. I will never do that again. Um, so, yeah, make sure that if let God open the door for you um, and wait on him until he does. Amen. Well, thank you so much for that, Eric, and thank you for your testimony. Uh, you know, as Eric was giving his testimony, another scripture came to mind, and don't you want to hear it? Tell me in the chat if you want to hear this other scripture. Okay, I'm just going to wait a moment because we are live, and yes, please, I see yes, 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 yep. All right, so you might not like the scripture, <laughs> but I'm going to read it to you anyways. And it's from Mark 8, verse 38. If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. So, ladies and gentlemen, do not be shy. There is power in numbers, and I'm looking for a number three. God is tugging on your heart right now. Who will be the third and final testimony for today? Should I play background music while I'm waiting? Hmm. All right. Let's add music because one of you is going to come on. still don't have a caller. Oh, I do. Whoa, my goodness. I apologize. And it's Trisha. Your invite has been sent. Trisha, you should be live right about now. Trisha, God bless you on this Resurrection Sunday. Thank you for stepping up and welcome to Right On Radio. I couldn't let you out there, Jeff, without getting a, a third person. <laughs> yeah, we had to do it. And Trisha, you are the chosen one, chosen by the God Most High. Oh, yeah, you guys, uh, uh, it's very in inspiring this morning, Jeff. Uh, so I'm really glad that you decided to do this show because I was uh, feeling a little bummed out after I uh, had to deal with some taxes. Um <laughs> uh, which I shouldn't be doing on a day like today, but um, I, I guess what I wanted to share is I 
think <laughs> that I definitely do have uh, a guardian angel watching over me. Because we're getting a lot of wind noise. Um, you know what? Um, I'm actually outside. Uh, I'll tell you what, Jeff, give me one minute and I'll run back to my house because I'm walking my dog. Oh, okay. um, you want to you want to mute me for a second and say something? It wasn't unbearable. It wasn't unbearable. I just was thinking you might have been in your car, but it's OK. We hear the beautiful birds chirping. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm literally 30 seconds um, to my door, so um, I'll keep talking and then it'll get um, it'll get better. I promise. Um, but I was just what I wanted to share was that I think uh, uh, God tends uh, tends to uh, watch over me uh, when it comes to car accidents. <laughs> it seems to be a bit of a trend. Um, let me just get right inside here. It'll be much quieter. Okay, come on, Izzy. Take your time. Sorry, now I'm a little out of breath, yeah, no, but here we go. Take your time. Have rest in the Lord. There's no worries, because you know I can talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a great radio voice, Jeff. Um, why I'm better on this platform yeah. than I am on the video. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of uh, data points that kind of popped into my head as I was listening to the two testimonials this morning. But it it just kind of showed me that um, I've had uh, three really scary car accidents in my life where I'm really amazed that I walked away and literally I'm like almost unscathed. And I... uh, had an incident about a year and a half ago where I was pulling out of my driveway and in my typical, you know, I'm, I'm cutting the time close and I'm trying to go do these errands and get things done. So I'm not really paying a lot of attention and I'm getting ready to pull out of my subdivision. And this, this voice in my head said, slow down and pay attention. And I pulled out of my subdivision. I went a mile down the road to pick up my prescription at the pharmacy. And when I was pulling out of the pharmacy, um, fire trucks flew by. And as I get back to my subdivision, you know, the intersection, um, as I'm approaching the intersection to turn back into my subdivision, where I had pulled out, um, just, a like a about two tenths of a mile of where the intersection was, where I had just been, there was a car that crashed and went off the road, crashed into this wall and the killed, it killed the guy. And I, I cannot tell you, I believe that if I had not slowed down, I might have been in that person's way when they went off the road and that they, if you understand and you see the, um, the accident site and then my path, I, I just, I, um, I just fell apart. I came home and I just literally like was shaking so bad because it haunted me. You know, I didn't know that the person had died at the time. I just knew that the condition of that car was horrific and I just prayed that that person was going to be okay. And then I found out later that that person was killed upon impact. It, it shook me to the core so bad 
And then when I started reflecting later and, and I started thinking about this and, and, you know, the voice in my head that told me to slow down and pay attention, I, I can't tell you it, it, it just changed me. I, I just realized at that time that somebody was watching out for me, that that I, that could have been a very different day for me if I hadn't listened to that voice and slowed down and paid attention. It was, it was just that clear in my head and haunting um, in a good way. Um, so ever since then, and, and, you know, it's just after this crazy COVID year that we've been in, you know, we're so looking for answers and I found your show and I, you know, and I listened to Jesse and we're just putting all of this together about how, how we can put on the full armor of God and how we can anoint and how we can pray and, you know, and how we can have faith. Um, it's just been an amazing year and a half. And, you know, I've praised you and, uh, and Jesse before. And I know that, you know, I just wanted to say too, that I know you had, um, kind of a bit of a, a couple of weeks ago when you shared that you had it, you know, um, you're kind of down that weekend and you just have to, you have to know how many people you're helping. Um, cause you guys really do help me. Um, when I'm really down, I feel like the right on radio group and the prayer sessions, the Saturday night sermons. Um, I usually don't listen to them until Sundays. Uh, but it just makes my Sunday. I absolutely hang you know, on my walks in the morning to uh, listen to the Sunday sermons. And then usually, you know, then I get to listen to Acts when you and Jesse come on afterwards. So it just really, it really makes my day. Um, so I, um, I just, I thank you. I thank you so much. Well, Tricia, thank you for those kind words. And I thank the Lord for uh, speaking to you that day. But my question for you would be, is that the moment of your death? Talk, tell me about how you converted and died and rose again in Jesus Christ. Well, I think that's what I'm trying to figure out because it seems with some of the testimonials that I hear that it's sort of this instantaneous all of a sudden. And for me, I feel like it's more gradual. Um, so I don't, or. Were, were you raised with the word? Or has it not happened? Uh, not, my dad tried to get, uh, you know, he was Catholic, um, and, and got us into church, but, um, I never felt comfortable with the Catholic church. Now, oddly enough, I did, um, I was supposed to go to Auburn University and then my dad lost his job and so we couldn't pay tuition. And then, um, circumstances led us to my dad got a teaching job, um, at this Jesuit college, local Jesuit college. And so I ended up going to that Jesuit college because I got tuition free for the year when my, my dad was teaching there. And I mean, I kind of look back now when I'm hearing about all the Jesuit stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like in the pit here. But I have to say that it really wasn't a bad experience. I absolutely adored, uh, uh those four years. Um, it was a small college. Um, my dad didn't teach there after the first year. And then I liked the college so much that I had to pay for the tuition the next three years which was very expensive. Um, so I had to work three jobs to, to pay my way through, which I guess in hindsight is probably good because it kept me out of a lot of trouble because I was too busy working. Um, but I, I, I made such uh, good people there at that college. And I mean, I, the Jesuit priests, uh, you know, I, I don't, I didn't see anything about, you know, 
out of line, you know, compared to what we hear about now when we, you know, hear more about the Jesuits and the, the, the you know, institute, religious institutions. I do have to say it was a very positive experience for me. Um, but I, you know, I don't have children, so I didn't, I, I tried a, about three years ago to find a church, ended up at a Presbyterian church for a while. And then our our preacher that we like so much left. And then the person that took over, uh, he, he was, I could just, he wasn't right. You could, you could feel something was really off about him. And so I never went back and I just said, well, I'll just, you know, I can still talk to God. I can still read the Bible. Um, I can, I can still have my own church. I don't have to go to a church. Um, and that's, um, that's really what I've been uh, doing, I guess, these last couple of years is just trying to find my way to God and to learn more and more about the Bible and be more dedicated about reading the Bible. But um, yeah, the Bible wasn't, you know, and that's the thing too, is that when I did go to church when I was younger, all we did was this repetition stuff and this guilt stuff. Um, it just didn't feel very good when I came out. Amen. You know, I, I love that you shared that. And obviously you shared with, with complete honesty and integrity. And there's a couple important points that I would like to make comment on. Uh, the first one is I love the fact that your testimony was gradual because I want to ensure not everyone goes through a uh, an instant uh, sort of conversion. You know, when God touched me, it was, you know, similar to Paul. He, he showed up in the middle of the road before me sort of thing. But I'll tell you, that was, uh, you know, 20, you know, something years in the making because God had spoken to me beforehand. And it was just this one moment when I said, oh, my goodness, you know, uh, I've been on the wrong path. And, and it was a conversion. But most people, I would even suggest is a, is a, is a, is a slow thing. And, and so I think the testimony is very important to encourage people. Uh, sometimes God does really big things for people who are really bad, <laughs> you know, and, and people who, <laughs> intervention, you know, <laughs> um, but you know, he, he walked with you in that and uh and i just thank you for that and the, the second thing is and it's a really important point that you brought up as well trisha is you know we talk about the jesuits we talk about the catholic church we talk about the masons and stuff like that not every jesuit priest is bad not every shriner is bad not every person who goes into the masonic is bad you know listen at some higher orders some some of these organizations basically sift out people and they decide which people are going to go the left-hand path, which people will go the right-hand path. But they have to have good people in their organizations. It's just like, you know, we've come across, we've come against uh, CPS, and I was reminded of this the other day from a listener, and not everyone in CPS is bad. CPS does some good work with kids, you know. So we can't look at the world and think that the entire world is bad. My conjecture is that most people are good people in this world. You know, so I thank you for that testimony. And can I just pray for you, Tricia? Please. Well, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for Tricia, and I give you thanks for her boldness to come on and to share her testimony. I thank you that you're, that still voice 
was recognizable in her. Of course it was, because you are God, Father God. But she listened to that voice, and we thank you for that. But you knew it in ahead of time, and you had a plan for Tricia, and you have more plans for Tricia now. May her testimony go forth and even bring more people into the kingdom. I pray you bless her, you bless the loved ones around her. And again, I'm just going to pray for this day, Father God, and not that I can demand of God, but I ask, I ask, and I know it's in the Father's will to just fill her heart with your love today in a way that only could be done by the Holy Spirit. And I pray this in the name, the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, on this perfect Resurrection Celebration Sunday. Thank you, Tricia, for calling in. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, you're welcome. And Watching Wall has now joined us. Good evening real, real quick, to you, Jeff. Yes. Um, I don't. Can I throw in something real quick and then right for Gila goes? Sure. Okay. So um, God planted the that seed in me when I was four, you know, and, and, and that was an important thing. And he's done many works of redemption, not just in my life, but in all of our lives. Uh, I, I, so when I was at APU, I never, I chickened out and I never joined the choir. And when I was 25, a family at our church invited me to go with them to a family's gathering. And we went to their church, and the Continental Singers were doing a concert. And I went with them to the concert, and they sung some of the songs that I love that I would have sung at the choir had I joined, but I had chickened out in college. And I was sitting there, and I'm thinking, Lord, I blew it. I had a chance to be in the choir, and I'll never have a chance to sing those songs again in a choir, you know. And he says, oh, really? The guy, the director says, hey, we need male singers. If you can sing and you can join us this summer, come talk to me afterwards. Two days later, I met up with him in San Antonio. And it just so happened that my little brother, on his 13th birthday, we were doing a concert nearest where they live in South Carolina. And he accepted Christ that day. I wasn't planning on going on that choir. Now, my brother, he went on. He's a Ph.D. in physics. He's a scientist. He doesn't really – he's got a scientific mentality. He doesn't believe in supernatural and stuff. But I know that God planted a seed that day. And just like the seed he planted me when I was four, that will eventually come to fruition. Um, what happened with my brother that day that God ordained that just so happened to be there on his birthday on a trip I hadn't planned to be a part of. You know, he, he plants seeds and then he, he waters those seeds and he, they come to fruition because he's faithful. Amen. Amen. And you're right, because listen, the journey lives on. Uh, you know, it's every day the Lord wants to do things and direct our paths. And yes, he does have continued plans for each one of us. Uh, Eric, you really uh, always give such a gift of encouragement. And speaking of encouragement, let's bring on the one, the only. She's on the wall watching, and she lives in Singapore. <laughs> let's bring on Well, actually, um, 
I I wasn't intending to you know come on, but then but then the Lord was prompting in my heart, and He says that He wants me to really share this because it is a testimony of His resur- resurrection power, and um, so I have to obey because somebody probably needs to hear this. So um, I'm married, and um, but. I, my marriage came to a point where it fell apart. Uh, what happened was that there was a family death, and uh, shortly after that, you followed by the death of a very dear pastor, um, with whom my husband was very close with. He was kind of like his father figure, and so with two close uh, family death that happened within a short span of time, it kind of just you know. Um, shattered my husband and when that happened um the marriage fell through too and uh he went on his ways and and then he wanted for a divorce out of the blue and i was not prepared for that at all and uh, so that completely tore my world apart because it being you know a mom and a wife and and that was the only life that I knew because I gave up uh working in a corporate field when I gave birth to my daughter and and but um and so i in in that moment of days in that period of days i just i just uh gave into everything that he asked for and um but that period was a um, not only a marital death it was also a death of my soul. And I thank God that at that time that it happened, he sent a very small group of um, uh, Christian brothers and sisters whom were, who were with me in the church that I was before. And when they heard what happened to me, they dropped everything that they were doing and they came to me. And uh, the following um, several weeks, they just spent every weekend with me. You know, to be with me and make sure that I was not alone, and they helped me tie over and prayed with me. And so the time of death was like everything was was all in. Um, I was just in a complete daze. My mind wouldn't work. Was just fogged. I was just having brain fog all through. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. All I could do was just lay down on the bed, and so quite pretty much like a zombie, you know. And uh, but eventually, when I start to get a bit of strength back through the constant um, prayers with this by this small group of brothers and sisters who stood with me, I eventually was able to uh, come to God. You see, at the time when it happened to me, everything that I knew just went away. It just it just fell through all the scriptures that I've learned, all the words of God that I've I've, I've known before it just left everything just left my mind so so i find that i found that i was at ground zero with nothing but ashes and uh and so so when my senses were slowly coming back and i felt like the lord kind of like put a question in my heart do you want to live or do you want to die and and then i made the choice that i wanted to live and then he put in me the 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 um, courage to pick myself up and that was when uh, I start to go to God every day I would spend hours and hours just 
crying out after him, weeping, sobbing, praying, worshiping, singing, everything that I could, I, that I knew to do, that I could do, I, I just did it. And then uh, it got to the point that uh, he began to give me words from the scripture. And those words became my lifeline. Those scripture verses became my lifeline. And I just feasted and feasted and prayed and worshipped on, and, and on those that he's given me. And then I told the Lord one day, one night that, Lord, you know, I have experienced a death and my marriage is, is now dead. It's now dead ground. But Lord, if you will, then resurrect it because you are the resurrection life. And so that became my prayer. And I told the Lord that if this is really you, Lord, will you, will you would really resurrect, I will see myself reconciled to the family. And I had no idea how that is going to come about, if that would come about. But that became a, um, a walk of faith and trust. It's like it's at a point that if God will resurrect, it will be resurrected. If not, then, you know, I would walk step by step a day at a time with the Lord. And so strength from strength, he brought me through. And in the span of two years, uh, suddenly my then ex-husband uh, began to reach out to me again. And what had happened was that during those period, while he was contemplating on how he would get on with his life, he suddenly had a vision of me. And he is, he is someone who do not, who does not see vision. He's not a uh, visual person. He, he does not see vision, but, but that moment he had a flash of a vision from, uh, about me and of me and it gave him a shock. But seeing that vision, something happened in his heart. And so he, he came to the realization that, that he wants to reconcile and he wants this family back together again. And so he reached out to me and uh, the, the path of healing was gradual. And initially I hesitated, you know, after a period of two years, you know, I was kind of like um, on my feet again. And so when he wanted to uh, patch and reconcile, I hesitated because of the past. And, but I saw the hand of the Lord working and when you see the hand of God present, you know God is in it. And when I saw that God is in this reconciliation and dispatching, I couldn't say no. I couldn't, I couldn't deny. I couldn't turn away. And so I, I, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, how would I know that what had happened would not happen again? How would I know that God, I could trust him? I could trust this person and this man. And, and the Lord said very tenderly to my heart. He said, you don't look at the man. You don't trust man. You look to me and you trust me. When he said and he gave me that answer, I knew, I just knew what went wrong. I knew what had allowed the uh, death of the marriage to happen. And, and so I, I told the Lord, yes, Lord, I will look to you and I will trust in you now. So I decided to 
put my trust in the Lord and walk into the reconciliation. And the next year, we were reconciled. The marriage was resurrected and we got married again. So we had a little celebration and we thank God for true resurrection life that, that he's brought it to pass. And I re- remember right at the time when I was in the pits and I cried out to God and I told God if he would resurrect, he will, and that he would, if he will. And two years and a year after that, he really brought it back to life. And so my marriage was resurrected. And, and now we are restored and we are looking for a new home. So that's my story. Resurrection and restoration. And Beulah, yes. you know, he, you've, I've had the pleasure of hearing your testimony once before and what God has done for you before. I really believe he's going to do for you again and it's going to catapult your faith and your walk with the Lord in many, many new ways because you cannot buy a faith like that, you know, without having the evidence of the Lord working in you. And the key to your testimony was simply, and I say this for the audience, do not trust in man, trust in the Lord. And yes. God trusts right. people but trust in the Lord and you know, he, God is the God of restoration. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for another big movement of God in a way, you know, of what do you call them? Not a, a revival. I'm not looking for revival. Thank you, Katie. I'm looking for restoration. And we're looking for the restoration of the Acts Church. That is the cry of my heart. And I, and I, and by the way, I know that I know that it's coming. And perhaps, uh, Beulah, that this situation that you're going through again, you already have trust in him because he's already proved himself to you. This might usher in the faith that's required to be one of those Acts Church people to lead us uh, to be a part of leading us into what God has planned. So uh, I actually, I'm, I'm making that my prayer for you right now. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Gula. I thank you for the testimony. I thank you for the restoration. I thank you for all the wonderful things you've done. And I thank you, Lord, that she came on to share publicly, which, which is a hard story to tell, Father God. But it gives you glory. It gives no glory to man. It only gives glory to you. And, Father, I just pray that double portion, Lord, I pray that Elisha portion on her through this situation, Lord. I just see your hand upon her, your hand upon this, Lord. And we know sometimes uh, I'm not making excuses, saying a prayer won't happen. I believe this prayer will happen. But, Father God, I know you are a last-minute God. And so I pray her faith be even held up even more that you'll get her through this and then glory, glory, hallelujah, because your hand was upon her and you came true with your promises on her life. We give you thanks for her husband, for her family, 
and for all the service she does in the kingdom. Surely your hand is upon her, and I praise your name for her. And just like everyone else, even before she goes to bed this evening, Lord, give her that warmness of your Holy Spirit inside of her. And Father, I pray tonight that she gets visions and dreams about her future that you have planned for her. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you. Hey, uh, oh, 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 oh. Angelina is here. I got to turn on the callers again because, Angelina, I have a very special operation in mind for you. I'm making you work overtime today. Angelina, please be the very last caller. There she is. Oh, crap. I hit the, I missed the button. There we go. All right. Angelina can now call in and I'm going to lock out all the other callers because I actually had plans today that I'm blowing off to do this show. <laughs> but Angelina, you were on fire last night. Well, it's, um, by God's grace and mercy, because like the day before, I was listening to Pastor Doug Riggs. Um, he was talk uh, one of his teachings about the return of Christ. Um, actually, I think the title is something like "What are the requirements of something something like that uh, for God to return?" And so. I was listening to that and then suddenly it just, it just like, I had that, uh, aha moment and so I started like, you know, praying and, um, so yeah, so I don't know. Then it's like I, I just prayed and I just said, okay, God, um, I need to die more, like literally, like, you know, not, not, not literally, but like I need my, um, flesh, to die more and I told God I said I cannot do that on my own because you know so yeah it's it's really relying on him and uh, then I, I told God this morning that I'm gonna be quiet during sing and pour I'm just gonna you know do the moderating <laughs> and then I had to grace <laughs> oh yeah you told god <laughs> yeah i told god that i will be quiet this morning like during the the prayer call but uh he had other plans for me so yeah <laughs> oh my goodness i just got the best bell I, I got the best belly laugh from that <laughs> yeah he had other plans for you and you're not off duty because before we close out, uh, I'm going to say a quick prayer for you, but then I'm going to ask you to uh, close us in prayer. But hang on, don't leave just because we're going to go into a prayer because I have a very special ending planned for this broadcast. <laughs> and it was actually just inspired when I saw watching Wall <laughs> show up. So, uh, yeah, you're going to be, but it's different. So, uh, Father God, I thank you for Angelina. I thank you for 
uh, her walk and her devotion to you, Father God, and, and it, even the, the change that I've seen in her since knowing her just this short time, Father God, I see the maturity coming into her and I see the fruits of her labor and her service and her devoutness to you, Father God, not to man, not to write on radio, but to your service, Father God. And I thank you for that. I pray just as I did with uh, Beulah for the double portion to fall upon her, Father God. And not only that, but Lord, uh, give her that peace and joy before she goes to bed and even visions of her future and what you have planned for her, Lord, so that she might start preparing and emptying her cup, uh, her body, that you may do more in filling, Lord. But I just pray for that inspiration and those visions as we go forward. And I pray that extra special blessing upon Angelina right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. Would you like to say a closing prayer? I wanted to keep keep that anointing going in you. <laughs> okay, so I'll pray. Father, I thank you for this time, Lord. I thank you for this ministry. I thank you for Jeff. I thank you for the community, Lord. And Father, it's only because of you what you've done for us, Lord Jesus. And today in church, um, I read John John's gospel in chapter 20. And I used to read it before, Lord, but I didn't realize it. And that part, Lord, where you said, um, hang on, let me get that Bible verse. Uh, where, Lord, you said uh, in... In verse 17, John chapter 20, verse 17, Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, and my God and your God. So, Lord, I'm humbled. I'm humbled because of what you've done, that we can call our Father um, we can call God our Father. Thank you, Lord. And Father, right now, I just want to pray for everyone in the show and everyone in Right on Radio community. Father, I ask, Lord, that you increase in all of us and we decrease. Father, we are weak-willed human beings, Lord. We don't even have that strength, Lord, but when we say yes to you, Lord, I ask at that moment, when we say yes to you, you will give us your strength, Lord, to lay down our lives so that you can increase in us, Lord, and our lives can bring you glory, Father. Lord, we long for your return. We long for you to come back, Lord. And, Lord, but before that, Lord, we want to see our neighbors our co-workers, our family members, or those that don't know you, or those who have strayed away from you, Lord. We want to bring them back to you, Lord. And Father, I just ask, Lord, for your blessing to be upon everyone. And I um, want to lift 
Jeff up, Lord, that as he continues, as he and Jesse continue to share truth, Lord, I pray that more and more people of this world will find this right on radio ministry and hear truth, Lord, because, Lord, you are the truth, you are the way, you are the life, Lord. And when people know the truth, Lord, they are set free. So I ask in Jesus' name that you will lead more unbelievers, Lord, to this ministry, whether on Podbean, whether on YouTube, whether on Rumble, whether on Odyssey, whatever platform that this Right On Radio is on, I ask that you will draw people to you, Lord. And I ask, Lord, that... Let the cross of Jesus Christ come forward and let all of us hide behind the cross of Jesus Christ. So I give you glory, Lord, and I pray that uh, for those of us who have the rest of the day, Lord, may they encounter you in such a special way because, Lord, hallelujah, you are risen. You are alive, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. In your most holy name, amen. Amen and amen. So I mentioned just before Angelina prayed, and thank you for that beautiful prayer, that uh, I had a very special way to end the show today. And it was inspired by Beulah, because Beulah always blows the shofar and we've learned that the shofar is a powerful instrument uh it clears the way we also know about the harp being a pure instrument but many of you don't know that there is a special instrument that has a pipe and it makes a powerful sound so for the first time ever on right on radio you're going to get to hear the powerful pipe Amen. <laughs> that clears the air. <laughs> Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Thank you for all that came in, and thank you all for your testimony. God bless you on this day. Amen. Hi, everyone.